Hello and welcome to episode number 491 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books, the last episode of 2021. And Amanda and I are here to send off the year and make some reading recommendations. It's going to be a fun episode. Hello and thank you and Happy New Year to you and to our Patreon community who makes this episode possible. If you would like to have a look and join us in the new year, have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. This podcast is brought to you in part by Quip. Quip is the smart electric toothbrushes for adults and kids that have Bluetooth smart monitor that connects to the free Quip app so you can track your brushing. You get tips, daily coaching, and earn rewards for good habits like brushing two minutes twice a day. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths and has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. A lightweight, sleek design with no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down, and it comes with a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount so there's less clutter. Treat yourself to Quip's line of sleek, sustainable oral care products when you bundle and save up to 40% online through the holidays. If you go to getquip.com slash trashy right now, on top of their holiday savings, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free and up to 40% off bundles at getquip.com slash trashy. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash trashy. Quip, the good habits company. This podcast is brought to you in part by Headspace. Our thoughts can be confusing enough, but meditation doesn't have to be. Headspace is your convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress and anxiety and help you get a good night's sleep all in one app, making it easy to catch your breath and make time for your mental health. And it's one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world proving that meditation works. A study shows that in two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. I was skeptical and I was not sure it would work for me, but Headspace has been a great addition to my day. I love the daily SOS meditations, but I really love the sleep casts. My favorite is Cat Marina, and I love how each time I listen, the recording is slightly different. Find some Headspace at headspace.com slash Sarah and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash Sarah today. Headspace dot com slash Sarah. This episode is brought to you in part by Baiju's Future School. Baiju's Future School is the leading online platform for revolutionizing education for millions of students worldwide. Baiju's Future School currently offers coding and music courses for grades 1 through 12 and math courses for grades 1 through 8. Baiju's math and music courses help build a foundation of knowledge and self-confidence. And the coding course, and this was the one I tried, is really fun. Students explore the fundamentals of coding through their favorite games like Roblox and Minecraft. At Baiju's Future School, students receive personalized attention and a world-class learning experience completely online to supplement their in-person school education. Join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. Your child can build their own Minecraft character in the first four weeks. Visit buyjuice.com slash podcast to enroll in your first four classes, a $99 value for just $9.99. That's four classes for just $9.99 at buyjus.com slash podcast. This podcast is brought to you in part by Pros. Now, most of you have heard me talking about learning to take better care of my hair in the quarantines, and you may have heard me talking about Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. First, there's a quiz, an in-depth hair quiz, 
Pros has given over 1 million consultations and my results created a custom blend that has made my hair softer, my surprising amount of curls more defined, and because I get to choose my own scent, it smells incredible too. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash trashy books. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash trashy books for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. And now it is time for our end of the year clip show extravaganza with me and Amanda. Let's get started on with the podcast. Well, happy end of the year. This is our this episode is literally going to air on the last day of 2021. We are saying Thank goodbye to fuck. 2021. Get the fuck out 2021. I mean, it's been a bit of a year, right? Oh, sure has. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's going to be any better in 2022, but can I just tell you ending the year with yet another holy shit variant everybody this is bad is is it's like, <sighs> oh, Oh, this, this is not the sequel I wanted. It's a real like bitch you thought moment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make any New Year's resolutions for this year? That we're no, still I in? don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I think we talk every year, but I don't really make resolutions. Um, I feel like if there's really something that you want to do or make a goal of, like, you know, like why wait for the new year? Just do it. Yeah. When you feel like, um, and like I have terrible self willpower. So I'm, I know myself enough not to put that pressure on me at the start of a new year. I am of the opinion, like you, that if you're going to make a change, just make it. Just, all right, if that's what needs to happen, let's do it now. Rip the band aid off, get it done. Yeah. If that's what needs to happen, that's what needs to happen. But I treat the secular new year and the Jewish new year as reminders to sort of, look at what I'm doing and look at all of my habits and my routines and be like, is this still working? Does this, does this still do what it needs to do? Are there things that I could do better? Am I getting routinely annoyed by something that I could change or alter or improve? So usually the Jewish new year is internal stuff, like all of my inner problems. And am I, am I addressing my anxiety? Am I taking care of my depression? Am I taking care of my body? Is there anything else I need to do to, to feel better? Um, Do I need more sweaters? Yes, I probably do need more sweaters. But then the secular new year, I think about my my routines out in the world. And I don't go out in the world that much. Yeah. <laughs> so mostly that is things like workflow. Am I working too much? Because it's really easy to just get in the habit of working all the time. And then I'm like, wow, why am I so burnt out? Because you've been working yeah. all the time. That's why. So I don't necessarily make New Year's resolutions. I did decide that I was going to try very, very hard to do one kind of workout every day of 2021. And I think I just counted the other day and I missed eight days total of the year. That's a good run. I'm very pleased. And and that's anything like restorative yoga counts. Taking a really long walk, hitting my step goal counts. Like I'm very relaxed about what it is. Yeah. I know there are people who work out who are like not happy unless their heart rate is in the purple and they sweat buckets and they've just completely emptied the tank. And sometimes that feels great. But most of the time, my body would be like, why, why are you doing, why are you doing this? Why? So like you're emptying the tank, but you also have so many other things that you have to get done. Like you have two smallish humans. They're both taller than me, but yes, they are young. 
Yeah. I mean, smallish with age. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you empty the tank, but what does that mean for the rest of your day? Yeah. I, I, I do need a certain amount of energy to get through. So restorative yoga, the down dog yoga app is my friend. I love it so much. I think for 2022 and we're starting early. Um, I was talking to my therapist and we've had some sad changes lately in my personal life that haven't been great. Um, so I want to give myself something to look forward to each month. I love this strategy so much. I use it yeah. myself. I think it is so great. So it could be like small or big. And so for the first four-ish months of 22, I have, I think like something each month. So January, I'm getting a new piercing, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to get my septum pierced. Yay. Um, yay. Uh, Tuesday, or Tuesday, I wish. Um, February, I'm getting my tattoo finished, um, which I'm very excited about. We're putting color in it. And I don't know what the artist has planned, but they knocked the design out of the park the first time around. So I feel super comfortable in whatever they choose for colors and shading. You're going up to Salem for that, right? No, they uh, switched shops. They're moving shops. So now they will be actually in Cambridge. Oh, that's not so far. Close to me. No, it's there are going to be a, like off of a tea stop that I know exactly where it is. Oh, so that's I fabulous. don't have to rent a car or travel, um, especially because I'm sitting longer for this one. Yeah. My other, my, the outline was like two and a half hours and they budgeted five hours. So yeah, I'm going to be so jazzed that they're local. So I don't have to travel really as far. Uh, March, gonna see my dear sweet brother who I haven't seen in years. Yay! He's in the military for anyone catching up and stationed in Germany. Um, he's going back to Korea though at the end of the summer and he's so excited. Um, and he's gonna be at the like fancier base, which will let him live off base. Oh, so he gets an apartment. It's an apartment. He says he has a friend who has like a three bedroom apartment with like her living stipend. I'm like, shit. Damn. Yeah. He's like, you can come over and visit anytime. It's like, I will. Um, Make sure when you go to Germany that you go cosmetics shopping in the drugstores because apparently they have gorgeous cosmetics with really wonderful herbal scents. Okay. All right. I don't have anything planned for Germany yet. I have a friend who used to live in Germany and she's like, you have to go to Berlin. I was like, okay. Okay. Noted. Um, All right. And then April, I think for late April, because that's my birthday month, I might go to Los Angeles and see my friend Emma, who lives there now. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So I might do that for April. Her aunt has like a beach house that we could stay at. So might just enjoy Laguna Beach in April nice. um, in California. I've never been to California. I don't think it's my vibes, but um, to see my friend, hands down. I know she's she's having a rough time too. So that's like awesome. To go see her. So those that's the first four months of 2022. There's something each month that I get to. So you're doing quarterly planning for 2022. I guess. Yeah, I guess I am. I mean, I do that all the time business-wise, but uh, personal-wise, I think that's very smart. Yeah. So we'll see what, you know, second quarter 2022 will have in store, but that's my 
first four months of things to look forward to. The site anniversary, I got the prizes. They arrived. I'm so excited. They're so cute. It's not, is it 17? No. Yeah. It's 17? 17. 17 years. A legal adult. Yeah. In 2023. Yep. 17. Holy shit. Yeah. It's gonna gonna graduate. Gonna graduate high school, go to college, get a job. I think 2020. So next year is my 10-year anniversary with the site. Wow. Yeah. Next. Next September. Oh, wow. We'll have to celebrate. That was my, I think my first post on the site was September of 2012. Wow. I know. That's so cool. 10 damn years. I know. And, you know, every year I take stock of, you know, the business and I look at things. I have to do end of year, like, you know, planning and quarterly planning and all that, you know, businessy stuff. Every year I sort of sit down and go, holy fuck, we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. I mean, we're a blog, right? Like that's an old technology. That's a very, we are, not only are we a blog, but we're an independent form of media. We're self-supported. I'm the owner, like I'm the owner of the company. Like it's not, I don't, I don't belong to anything else. Just us. And we're still here. We're still here. Like like generally. One human year is like fucking 10 internet years. Oh, I know. Something like what's the conversion on that? It's, you know, that's a really good question. What is the conversion between internet years and human years? Like if the site is 17 years old, is it like, is it ready for a rocking chair and, and retirement and an unlimited supply of wine? Speaking of old, like. The site is so old. I'm so proud of it. Did, you, did I mention it, it's still here? Still here. Still here. I, so I was playing Warcraft yesterday. I am shocked. Shocked at this development. I was, I was playing Warcraft yesterday. I'm like, I have all of these old characters that are like level four. I'm just going to go through them and delete them. So I'm going, I'm, I log on to each character, make sure like if they have any money, I get rid of it, whatever. Yeah. I logged on to a level six little stupid mage that I made on my old server from when I played in high school. And in her bags was a mount that you can no longer get in the game. Whoa. Because they discontinued it in 2011. Holy shit. That was 10 years ago. (laughs) And it was still sitting there. Oh my gosh. But to use it and like add it to your mount collection, you have to be level 10. So I spent an hour leveling (laughs) this stupid character So I can use this dumb mount that I forgot had been. Yeah, the character had been sitting there untouched for a decade. Okay, that's hilarious. That's how long I've been playing this game is over a decade. But like just to be reminded of it, I'm like, they don't even let you have this anymore. Like it's been out of the game for 10 years. (laughs) Oh, boy. When I look back at the start of the site, that was 2005. I was still in high school, Sarah. You were still in high school in 2005? I graduated in 2007. Wow. I know. So but anyway. I've been reading the site since 2005. That's amazing. So. I know. So I look back. So the site was started in January of 2005. I got pregnant in February and my older child was born in November. The site coincides with my becoming a parent and oh. starting my own business. And all of this stuff started that year. And I kind of look back and I'm I'm like, what would I say to my 
my 2005 self? Like, what would I say? Like, keep going. It's going to be awesome. This is going to, this really will turn into something. This is going to change a lot of things about your life. It's going to be great. Just keep going. It's going to be okay. But I also feel like I would say that to myself in 2021. It's okay. You're still here. You're doing all right. Just keep going. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, depression wise this year, one of my you know, like daily affirmations has been like the only way out is through. Yep. So you just, you gotta keep plugging along. Yep. Yeah. Just keep going. That's the only way. So what books have gotten you through 2021? So I did a lot of, a majority of my reading for the year happened at the start of the year and then just like took a nosedive. Um, But there are three books that I absolutely loved this year um we're gonna start with i think uh, battle royal by lucy parker oh such a good choice that fucking book delight made me so happy and then farah heron's accidentally engaged another food contemporary romance she's so gonna cute. be engaged she's gonna be uh she's gonna be a guest in 2022 i have her on the schedule Ooh, she's so good i've i've moderated several panels with farah so good. Always has a fucking bomb ass lip color. Okay. Like, not, o- not only did I, I was talking to her publicist and I was like, listen, this is a weird one, but I need you to ask if we can talk about her curl routine because her hair is hair ex- gorgeous. exquisitely gorgeous. So we're going to talk about lipstick and hair and then maybe we'll talk about books. Yeah. Lipstick, <laughs> always on point, like for real. Um, I follow her on Instagram and I'm just like, I, I understand hair. Wow, gorgeous. She's so much fun. I think you'll have a lot of fun with You should uh, do the episode with me. Happy to do it. She's just a delight. Like, she's one of those people that I just love talking to. Sonali Dev is another one. She's oh, yeah. so fucking funny. Sonali is so funny. Oh, I know. Um, And then the last one, which is totally out of character for me, is... uh. An Heiress Gets a Duke by Harper St. George, the historical that I reviewed in like the very beginning of this year, 2021. Um, And that series has just been so good. I know Elise reviewed book two um, and loved it. And so like kind of like finding a series in a genre that I don't read as often very Mm -hmm. much that I really like has been I still re- remember you saying, like, I'm going to write a review for An Heiress Gets a Duke. And I went, isn't that, isn't that a historical? Yeah, I mentioned that in my review. Like, Sarah's like, that's a historical. Yes. And you're like, you put yes, an editor's note. You're like, yep, I did say that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so those are the three books that I really, I read this year. Um, and I just loved. And honestly, it's interesting because you know my reading tastes. And I don't lean towards light and fluffy very no. often. No, you you want the world will end if we bone and the world will end if we don't bone. And also the slow excavation of all of your emotions through your ribcage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's so that, like not my jam. Both, totally both accidentally engaged in Battle Royal are pretty like low stakes, low angst, booty fluffy contemporaries. And yeah. those are you know, two of my three choices for 2021. I read Battle um, Royal on a on a beach this year on our vacation. And it was okay. So I read that and I read the um the Lady of Rooksgrave Hall or the Rooksgrave Manor. It's the it's it, in my brain, it's the monster fucking book. 
I'm sorry. I don't remember you telling me about this book. It's Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. Um, I'm part of a separate discord that has nothing to do with romance, but there's a channel that's all about romance and people are all starting to read this book. It's like a word of mouth um, okay. thing. I think I think it's been on TikTok. So A Lady of Crook's Grave Manor by Catherine Moon is literally, in my brain, the monster fucking book. It's, it's part of the- The Goodreads, I saw something about that's like, she's a nymphomaniac. Yeah, well, this book has too much sex is this kind of, yeah, that's the kind of review this is going to get. I'm really upset at you, Sarah, that you have never uttered this book to me. I thought you knew about this. I could have sworn I found a I could have sworn I found out about this through you, maybe. But no. Okay. This is literally the monster fucking book. Like I will give you a small spoiler. There is literally a scene where the heroine, it's a reverse harem with with monsters. Um, there is literally a scene where she says out loud, I want to fuck my monster. And I sort of put the book down a minute and was like, well, there it is. There's the theme for the whole book. That was, this whole book existed for this one line. I am here Hard for same, it. same, Esther. Okay, adding to my... All right, I need you to tell me... Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, it's a KU. Um, and I think, I think you need to read it. I think we need to talk about it on a podcast episode because... I don't read a lot of reverse harem. I don't read a lot of monster fucking. I was reading this on the beach and I remember looking up at my husband and saying, I don't know what the fuck I am reading right now, but I am so here for it. You could also save this one for the heaving bosoms crossover. Oh, shit. That's a good idea. Oh, you have good ideas. I know. You have really good ideas. (laughs) Because seriously, that's another thing that's coming in 2022. We're doing another heaving bosoms crossover. Yeah. Will there be a bonfire campaign? By the way. My uh, Stay Golden Horny Girl hoodie is the yeah. most comfortable hoodie. My I love it so much. My sweatshirt is so good. I love it. I remember I when I went to Texas, I wore it to the Renaissance Fair As that we do. went to. Yeah. And, you know, a woman who was like serving the funnel cake is like, what does your shirt say? Um, I was wearing I was wearing the shirt version, um, not my sweatshirt because it's fucking Texas. And it's like, oh, it says stay golden, horny girl. And she's like, oh, I love that. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like, pe- let's be honest. People who work Renaissance fairs are very horny. So. <laughs> it's a very horny <laughs> hobby, isn't it? Yes. They're very horny. So I feel like anyone who works at a Renaissance fair. is going to be the target it. audience for stay golden, horny girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like most of the time I wear it, like no one pays attention to like what's on it. Um. But Which I can is maybe for the best. But. I, I can say I read A Lady of Rook's Grave Manor and Battle Royale or Battle Royal back to back. And my brain was <laughs> absolutely like whiplash. Yeah, my brain was it was just so happy. All of this happy chemicals. Now, I was at a beach and there were people bringing me alcohol. So that may influence the positive maybe. state of my brain. Um, there was a lot. We can't say for certain. Can't though. say for certain. But reading those two back to back, my brain was so happy. It didn't know what I was putting in it, but it was very happy. <laughs> so any other books you want to mention? Oh, well, this might be, speaking of like monster fucking, Katie Robert has a monster fucking book coming out. Oh, the one with the dragon old school cover. I think that's such a cute idea. Oh, I love I know it. She's coming out with another cover, especially for like the paperback version, if you don't want to have that cover in public. But I just I just love the cover design of that one so much. It's, it's like so an old, clever. The art is very cute. All right. I have four clips here. Okay. Of people. So shall we play a clip? Yes. Hey, everyone. This is Tara. 
I am in Calgary, Canada, freezing my backside off, as is the thing that we do every year here. Um, I want to wish everyone a 2022 that is filled with perfected self-care practices, hopefully a little bit more kindness, and that we can come out on the other side of the year with at least one thing that we're really proud of. So we're supposed to share a book that's among our favorites in 2021, but 2021 was more of the year of video gaming than it was of reading. Um, So I'm going to give a game and a book because I'm also kind of cheeky like that. I always got to sneak in one extra recommendation. So for me, my video game of this year, I played a bunch of games this year because I got a Nintendo Switch. And I got to say, it was the game Hades. And I think it's because, yes, I mean, it's one that you die often and quickly and kind of brutally, especially at the beginning. But as you learn, as you acquire things, as you grow, you get stronger, you go farther, you go faster, you get better. And I just love what a metaphor that is, because that's something that I've really tried to embrace this year. What can I learn from? How can I grow? How can I take this experience and add to my toolbox of life? So yes, if you haven't played Hades, I mean, it won like every game award or something. It just won a Hugo. You should be playing that game. Um, in terms of books, the book that made my year in 2021 was One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. It is very cute. I love the chemistry between everybody in there. Uh, the found family chemistry is amazing, but also the relationship chemistry is great. I know some people said that sex on that train is unrealistic, but you know, if you've never been to New York City, it's really easy to get into that book (laughs) and not let that hold you back. Also, there's drag queens and also a character from the 1970s punk scene. What more could I personally want? It's like somebody wrote a book for me. So talk to you all next year. What good choices. It's so funny. Uh, Tara and I have really bonded over some video games this year. Yeah. Um, Love Tara. Um, In my review, I mentioned this in links, but Sarah always asks, like, what's, you know, like, what are some things about the site that you enjoyed this year? Yeah. And this year, uh, my answer was, like, community-based things. So I mentioned, you know, like, some of the reviewers have been very, like, I don't know, like a, a good source of comfort for me, like Laura, who's in South Africa, right? Yep. I'm always up super late and on Slack, it'll show me like as available. So Laura messaged me one time and I was like, I hope this isn't like weird, but when I'm up in the morning, I always see that you're still on and I consider you my little morning friend. So I just want to say hi, morning friend. So sometimes Laura will message me when I'm up late and be like, good morning. <laughs> so sweet. I love talking about video games and like all of the posts that I do, like links and stuff has been so sweet. Um, But yeah, talking about video games with Sarah and Tara have been a lot of fun too. (laughs) Especially like new Stardew Valley news. Oh my gosh. Haunted Chocolatier. Let's go. Oh, I'm very excited. I think if there's a video game that I've gotten through this year with, it's been a lot of Witcher when I'm really tired and I can't, I can't brain. I just go do some side quest or, you know, run around somewhere, kill some kill some bandits, loot their pants, find a chicken sandwich. I feel much better. I log off and then the game is still... And I'm, I'm going to be playing this game for like five years on my first run because I just do a little bit and then I go do something else. I, the first PS5 game that I got this year that I bought How do you myself, like, how do you like your PS5? 
It's so beautiful. I'm thinking about getting like one of those decals. Heck yeah. To, like, to make my PS5 look cute. But I bought uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh. Only because like Chris Pratt has nothing to do with this game. Thank when? God. Um, it is so much fun. It's so cheeky. It's so much fun. The soundtrack is so good. Lots of like 80s music. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I've been having fun playing it. But like you, I haven't. I don't play for like hours and hours at a time, maybe like an hour, a couple times a week. And then, you know, just set it down and do something else or whatever. But that's been really fun. And then one last stop. Great recommendation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I had a friend who was at the bookstore, Gail. She's a woman in her older 50s. Bless her. I love her to death. She called me or no, she texted me. She's like, what is that book that you reviewed for that one site? It's called like Subway Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you mean one last stop? She's like, that's it. Thank you. And I'm like, it's on this table if you're looking for it. I guess she's like trying to find it for a customer or something. But it's like Subway Girl. That is a really good wreck. I sat down to write, you know, make notes for this episode. What are the books that got me through 2021? And as you know, I keep a reading spreadsheet and fear not, Mm -hmm. the new 2022 reading spreadsheet will be shared on Monday in January. Um, So you can make yourself a copy and customize it. But I love the reading spreadsheet because it's such a feeling of accomplishment. Even if I'm like, yeah, I DNF this and date, put the DNF tag. I feel like, Okay, I've 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 finished this. I finished this. It's a visual representation of yeah. my reading progress and it just feels really nice to update it. I have a reminder, you know, update your reading every Friday. As if I forget, it's like I don't know when I read that last year, 5 years ago. I don't know. So in my past year, here are the series that I have read or reread. I started off the year rereading the Side Changeling series. Yeah, you did. I remember that. Yep, because my <laughs> library in December had books one through four of the series for uh, as a box set. And I was like, that's fine. I'll just go boom, boom, straight through. I think I read them in two days. Oh, and yeah. then I read the rest of the series. And I recommend doing this one because it is a great series. And you get to watch the world evolve and mature, but also you get to see paranormal romance evolve. So like if you go back to the first few books, that's a very specific style of paranormal hero. And those characters all evolve as our tastes and characters change. And it's it's just so cool. So Side Changeling reread. Then I reread Murderbot, which I know shocks everyone. Then I won a bunch of Hugos. I I know I was so excited. So I reread Murderbot and then I read the Roxora series. Have you read this? No, but there was some discussion on the on the slap. I wrote a whole post about how if you like Murderbot, Roxura, the Roxura series will will scratch a lot of the same itches, so so to speak. It is matriarchal pansexual flying royalty with scales. As you do. I mean, as you do. And it's also very much a lost princess story, if that is your jam, if that is a trope that you like. But wow, I just loved reading that whole series. I stayed up so late. Then I reread the Lady Darby series with the anatomist's wife. Then I reread the Peter Grant series, which I listened to an audiobook because the audiobook narrator is one of the best I've ever heard. I reread and listened to the Penrick series. I read The Way of the House Husband manga series on oh, my phone. Oh, that's so cute. The Way of the House Husband is fucking adorable. Seriously, it's like visual. Um, what's the one that makes you happy? Serotonin? 
Yeah. It'll just, it just bathes the brain. In the, There's and also so an anime cute. and live action, I think, both of which are on Netflix. Oh, I'm going to have to look them up. Because yeah. I just borrowed them one after the other from the library. So and I just, I was in bed. I just read one after the other. And they are just so cute. So cute. And if you're not familiar with The Way of the House Husband, it's a <laughs> manga about a former high-ranking Japanese Yakuza who leaves his life because he gets married and his wife is the breadwinner and so he is the house husband. But all of his quests and all of the things that he does are still through this very sly lens of being a member of the organized crime. It's so adorable. I slowly am reading through the St. Seer series. Um, Those are very melancholy, so I can't mainline those. There's a lot of serious (laughs) stuff in there. And I just started rereading The Call of Crows because that's what I wanted to read. And it's a yeah, good way sure. to end the year. And it's it's one of my favorite questions that I've ever asked myself from a book series. Who are my crows? Who are the people who will always have my back when I need help? Who all, who are the people I can absolutely without question depend on? Like, it's it's a good question to ask myself. So there's no one book that really got me through the year. But rereading series made my brain extremely happy. I read a series this year I do this thing which is terrible is like I get into bed and I don't immediately go to bed like I take an hour to wind down I'll like play a game on my phone do whatever but sometimes my brain is like let's look at your kindle at midnight oh and see what's lurking on there and it's never good to start a book at midnight. Never, um, never, but I <laughs> ever very, bad. but I do it anyway. Yeah, um, been there. And so I got started on the the Jock Row series by Sarah Nay and EY. Look, they're just like potato chips. I can read them in like two and a half hours. I love and potato chip books. I love them so much. New adult romances, you know, sports themes. My biggest critique is like, I feel like the endings really pull up very quickly, um, which like I could have read another hundred pages if that's what you needed. But um, no, you can't. It's two in the morning. It's time to go to bed. Yeah. So this like is on I your read side. <laughs> probably how many of them are there? Yeah. I read a good handful in a very short amount of time. I do like her other series, The Studying Hours, better than this one. All right. Another clip. Here it comes. Hello, everyone. This is Sneezy, hailing you from Bobaland. And my wish for everyone this holiday season and going into 2022 is for us all to support each other because things are still weird. (laughs) Yeah. And we have to keep working for things to get better. So let's all nap because we need energy for this shit. <laughs> and more than that, I hope we're all support uh, supported and surrounded by our people. And great food, great books, naps, beautiful colors, um, crafting if you're into that. Any kind of crafting. Oh, yes. Um, I've gotten really into fountain pen inks. <laughs> Um, but I'm trying to control my addiction, such as this is. Um, right. I can't really pick out one book that made my year in 2021, but I would like to highlight Rebel by Beverly Jenkins from her Women Who Dare series. 
It's the first book in that series. It's about Drake Levesque and uh, Linda Lacey. Uh, people who have read uh, Beverly Jenkins' books before probably recognize the name Levesque because it's been in other series before. And I really love this particular book because Drake is just this bear of a man who roars when he's happy, which makes me really happy because I'm also loud when I'm happy. Um, <laughs> and he's just really cute. And so's Belinda. And she's just someone who's so resilient. And, you know, she gets knocked down, but she gets right back up. And, you know, she has her people around her. And she cares about her community. And she tries to make the world a better place. And I just think we need more. We need more Valindas in the world, and let's be a Valinda. Let's be our own Valinda. Let's be each other's Valindas. Let's all be Valinda. Valinda for everyone. Get agenda now. Uh, no, as, as far as I know, Valinda's not queer, but still, gay agenda's a good thing. Right, and that's it from me, except for my bad joke, which is, what's it called when kittens get stuck in a tree? What's it called when kittens get stuck in a tree? A catastrophe. <laughs> and that's it from me. Goodbye. <laughs> Yay. Bad jokes make me so happy. <laughs> I agree with her about crafting. Um, so yours was the first quilt I ever made. and I still, It's right here. I'm still using it. And I have it. made so many quilts this year. I, I sent one to my friend and said, hello. Oh, it looks so good. Um, I sent one to my friend in South Carolina. I sent one to my sister. She sent me pictures. She has big old dogs and she sent me pictures of her dogs. Apparently they take the quilt and they roll up like burritos in it. And then another oh. dog will crawl under the blanket. So you have just two little butts sticking out. It's so cute. But the thing I love about quilting is that it combines puzzles because you're cutting the fabric into a puzzle and then reassembling it and sewing in a straight fucking line. It's just a straight line. That's all you need is a straight line. If you're going to do machine quilting, like yours is quilted with wavy lines, you can make wavy lines. You can make lots of shapes. But the the, the quilting part is just a straight line. It's so great. And my new like ASMR is watching some quilting videos where people demonstrate how to make a quilt. There's one um, from this quilting store in Oregon called Jordan Fabrics. And so Donna Jordan is the owner and the quilter. She ha always has the greatest manicure. And then they do a really close shot of her using the rotary cutter and the sound of the rotary cutter going through the fabric is so soothing. Like I feel like if you're doing close shots, you have to have... Oh, her nails are exquisite. Nails. Yeah, people in the comments are always like, oh, there's three manicures on this one video. It must have taken you a while to get through this quilt. <laughs> <laughs> like first your nails are red and then they're green and then they're matte and then they're sparkly. And, they're, and she does the thing where you have a different accent nail on the fourth finger. So it's always like, oh, what's the fourth finger look like? Does she Does she drop her like nail polishes that she uses no but we're gonna just start, I'm gonna start like commenting donna donna tell us, tell us the nail polish, tell so, us yeah, the nail polish. In, my, in my in my most quiet moments i'm donna jordan's manicure and also her rotary cutter just going through the fabric <laughs> it's like my it, i listen to them while i'm working they're so soothing i understand now why my kids do homework while listening to different twitch streamers who have really nice voices i yeah. do work listening to donna, donna jordan tell me how to make a quilt I always, when I'm working or even like playing video games or something, I always have background noise. I always have something else. And it's, I think we've talked about this before. It's usually someone talking. It's not like music or, or anything or like ambient noise or sounds. I always have to have some kind of like 
YouTube video or stream or something I recorded on like yeah. TV. Like I always have to have like someone talking in the back. Even when I sleep, I'll play a Twitch stream on low volume or a podcast on low volume. And that's like how I go to sleep. I can't listen to voices if I'm working. I can only hear my own voice in my head when I'm working. I can't listen to someone else because t- talking. Oh, is I don't very... want to hear my own voice while I'm working. <laughs> talking is very distracting for me, but when I am doing something that like if I'm doing graphics or if I'm doing something that doesn't require writing, listening to the, I, I get it now. I get it. Having just someone tell me how they're making this quilt and, you know, here's a trick for making sure that the ends match and nest your seams and all that. I'm, oh, it's so relaxing. It just, it, whatever the distractible Jack Russell Terrier part of my brain is, it just smooths it out, gives it a nice little CBD treat. It, t- it takes a little nap in the floor. Hi. This is Catherine Eloise. I'm recording this in Melbourne, where the weather is currently absolutely beautiful. And by the time you hear this, it will either be hailing or we'll be having a ridiculous heat wave, because that is what Melbourne does. <laughs> Sarah asked us for some book recommendations. I've written about Celia Lake a few times, I think, this year. And that's perhaps because largely everything I've read for the last four or five months has been Celia Lake. I've had a bit of a rough few months. I broke my ankle and it's taking forever to get better. But uh, Celia's books are just marvellous when you're feeling a bit crappy. They're really relaxing and gentle and they're the sort of stories which you can linger in for a little while and then put down when you're too tired and come back to them a few days later and they don't suffer for that. They're still just really a beautiful place to spend your time. And the other lovely thing is that Celia writes really fast, so there's always a new novella to read, which (laughs) is a rare pleasure and one I really like. As for where to start, either Goblin Fruit, if you're a Peter Whimsy fan, because the main character in that one is very Peter Whimsy, or my personal favourite is Eclipse, which is the one about the magical school. My wish for everyone listening to this for next year is, is reading. Really good reading, relaxing and pleasurable and just generally wonderful. And that might sound like a small wish, but it comes with a wish for good health so that you have the energy to read, Um, good mental health so that you want to do nice things for yourself, like reading, financial security so that you have the downtime to read without feeling stressed, and also good friends who understand that reading is very important and who want to listen to you talking about your books and who will talk to you about their books and recommend really good things that you can read next. I think some of my favourite things on this podcast are Sarah's very, very bad jokes. So here's a very, very bad joke from me, and this is a very old, very bad joke. It goes back to the 1980s when we still had Eastern and Western Europe, and it's about a couple who were on holiday in Moscow. And as they were travelling around Moscow, they had a a tour guide, a nice communist soldier called Rudolf, and he was explaining to them about the history of everywhere they went and the culture and so forth. And as they were travelling, the weather started to get quite cold, and the man felt a drop of something on his nose. And he said, oh, I think it's raining. And his wife said, no, I think it's actually snowing. That's moving too slow to be rain. But the man was adamant. He was sure it was raining. And the woman was just adamant, and before long they were having a really quite ridiculous argument about exactly what it was that was falling from the sky, as you do. And finally the woman said, look, this is ridiculous. Let's ask Rudolf. He's our, he's our guide here. He knows how things work. He knows what snow looks like in Russia. So the man agreed, and they went to talk to Rudolf and said, um, 
Comrade Rudolph, can you tell us, is it raining right now or is it snowing? And Comrade Rudolph drew himself up to his full height and said, it is raining. Well, the woman was rather disappointed by this. It was not the answer she had hoped for, but the man was very smug. And when she began to argue again, he just smiled, a very smug and annoying smile, and said, I think you'll find that Rudolph the Red knows rain, dear. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's all I'll just bad. let you sit with that one. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to just wish you all a safe and relaxing holiday season, and hopefully I'll see you all online again next year. Bye for now. <laughs> oh. Oh. I had a feeling I knew where it was going, but I did not know how it would work in the context. Yeah, I, I had that same oh. feeling. And oh, that was a groaner. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have one more recording before we get to our uh, wishes for the new year. And I have a bad joke for you. Okay, I've I've have two, but I think one of them you might have told already because it seems it seems like a very Sarah joke to tell <laughs> among my favorite so things. So if I tell it, yeah, you might have to stop me or like, no, I have already done I, I told this. that one. I, I won't remember what episode it is, but okay. all right. So I have one more clip. Hi, Sarah. Hi, podcast. Martin, the Romans curious Norwegian here. I'm not sure I have one particular book that has made my year because reading has been a little lower priority lately. While on the other hand, I've been learning how to connect better with the people in my life, and so they are really what has made my year. There are books I'm glad to have read, though, and one of them is Perhaps the Stars by Ada Palmer, the fourth and final part of the Terra Ignota series. It's science fiction, not romance. It's a book about political ideas, about need for change, and holding on to the old, about the choice between exploration and comfort. It's about how reason and passion must work together to make a better world, and how both forces need to be guided by kindness. Tida Ignota takes us to a future where humans have lived in peace for centuries, where nation-states are replaced by so-called hives organized around ideology, which members may join or leave at will, and where gender and religion has been removed from public discourse. Everyone goes by day, and fate is a strictly private issue. While this works pretty well, it's not free of tension, and the series so far has revolved around what happens when those tensions come to the surface. In Perhaps the Stars, we see them erupt in outright war. We see the sacrifices of war, the loss, the betrayals, and some of its heroics, but mostly how we work to overcome it, to do our best to make it as short and little destructive as we can. Oh, and narrator is an eccentric genius, a remorseful former serial killer, has a growingly fragile grip on reality, and an experimental, though elegant, narrative style, launching into personal commentary, Homeric simile, dialogues with the imagined reader, and more. If this sounds interesting, I'd recommend starting with the first book, To Like the Lightning. It's definitely a series, that's at its best as a whole. And I should note that it plays around a lot with gender and pronouns. The narrator consistently, consistently breaks the norm of gender neutrality and gives people pronouns based on their perceived personality. There is also one character who in pr private wants to be referred to as it, 
which I've seen some readers react to. As a cis man myself, I can't really say how these choices would read for those who are not, but I can say they are not being left unexamined in the text. So this is my book of the year. Now for the good wishes. I wish, of course, that the global health situation will improve, that vaccines will be distributed more equitably for everyone's sake, and that things will become less stressful and confusing overall. That kindness, reason, and the right kind of passion will find its way back into politics, and that those who have the spoons will be able to work towards a better world. world. And more personally, I wish that you and your listeners will find new good people to connect with, stay close to the ones you already have, that you will have love and support and material means, be able, if you desire, to grow and evolve, but also have fun and just enjoy things in all their uselessness. And great books to read, of course. And then, at last, the part I've been looking forward to, my very own bad joke. So, you go for a stroll along the shore and find a cool-looking cave, and when you check it out, you see the signs that it was once an old pirate lair. Do you know who you should call? Well, obviously, you need to call an archaeologist. <laughs> That's all from me. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Scon. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> Oh my god. That was so great. Thank you, Martin. And thank you to uh to Catherine and Sneezy and Martin and Tara for their for their for their clips. I love a clip show. This was adorable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are your wishes for the new year? We just make it through <laughs> 2022. Um so your your goal is me looking at the website. Holy just, shit, still here. <laughs> just yeah, just keep going. Um I mean, my my unexpected joy for 2021 had been, you know, like I am God bless my therapist. First of all, Um, I'm not a person who leans on others easily, but this year has really let me kind of like make baby steps and like texting friends or like reaching out to people or just like recognizing that like I need to schedule an extra therapy appointment or I should just, you know, like ask a friend if it's like cool to just, you know, have word diarrhea at them for a good five minutes. Yeah. And most of the time, like, you know, my friends are like, yes, tell me, tell me what's wrong. And it's been very scary, but very helpful to be vulnerable. So I want to keep working on that in 2022. Hugs. I love giving hugs and receiving hugs, and I just want more of them next year. Aww. I know it might be difficult with the variant, but like anytime I come into work, my friend Tildy just gives me the best hug. Um, the more hugs in 2022. And just it's scary and hard, but I think everyone should just work on being a little bit more vulnerable with the people who who care about them and, and reach out when you need it. That's my 2022 wish. Oh, yeah. Can I just tell you, I remember so clearly uh, one of my oldest friends was a year behind me in college. So I would have known her 1995, maybe 96, 97. She went through, so she went through a really bad divorce. Um, 
she's been dealing with just a lot of like, as you grow up, you renovate your life in ways that are important, but I was also thinking about her the other day. I was going to ask how she was doing. (laughs) She is doing very well. Thank you. Um, so at one point this was years ago, because I remember the conversation happening on the phone and I was still in my house in New Jersey. So at least six years ago, um, I was having a problem with a friend and I emailed her. I said, can I call you? I, I want to ask for your opinion about something. I want to ask for some help. She's like, yeah, absolutely. Call me. I'm not, I'm not in a meeting. So I call her and I'm like, I just, I'm really sorry to bother you. And, you know, I feel really dumb asking you for help like yeah. this because I feel like I should know the answer. And she's like, Sarah, I have been waiting for this. <laughs> I have been waiting for a chance to help you because you help me all the time. Oh. I have, and I was like, oh, like I remember her so clearly saying, I have been waiting for this. Tell me everything. I want to help you out. So your friends want to help you was was a lesson that I had to learn in a very stunning way. Like I had no real concept that when you are there for other people, they would most likely, in many cases, be waiting for the chance to be there for you. Yeah. And like, you know, growing up sometimes in certain situations, you develop like that stiff upper lip where it's like, don't show that anything's wrong. Everything is fine. Deal with it in private. And that's how I've how I've carried for quite some time, but Me like, too. <laughs> doesn't always work, does it? No, it doesn't. And so I found that like, when I do, like, even if it's not like, I'm not looking for, I don't know, like an, an answer, but like sometimes just like a reassuring hug or like Emma and I, sometimes we're lazy and we'll send voice memos back and forth like yeah. late at night. Cause we don't want to type. But sometimes getting like a voice memo back that's like, you're being stupid. Stop it. It's like your brain is being mean to you. Um, has been like really comforting. So yeah. like finding people who I feel comfortable with doing that with. Yeah. You know, who won't turn it into something that I don't respond well to, like a for lack of a better term, like a pity party. Like I don't want to feel worse than I already do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when it's it's hard when you grow up and the people who you are supposed to be able to trust with your vulnerable feelings, you can't trust them with vulnerable feelings and you learn very no. quickly not to. So that learning how to do that productively in a way that's safe with people who you can trust is is really quite a thing to learn. It's very difficult. Yeah. So if if anyone has those people in their life or, you know, they're they think they do, but they're nervous about sharing. Yeah. I say, you know, just take some baby steps to to being like, hey, you know, is it cool if I just vent to you for yeah. a second? I'm having a rough time. And we I do that a lot. Than, yeah, more often than not, you'll have someone that's like, yes, lay it on me. Let's Tell go. me. And I have done many times, like we, my husband and I always walk the dogs together around the middle of the day. Um, and I'll be like, can I vent? I don't need construction. I don't need help. I don't, I, I don't want to solve the problem. I just want to grumble about it. Like, go yeah. ahead, grumble away. And sometimes I have to remind him to tell me, are you venting or do you want constructive help? Because if you just want to vent, I will I will not make suggestions. But when you come to me with a problem, I want to solve it. I want to help you fix it. Yeah. So if you don't want me to fix it, if you just want to vent, just tell me. And it's great. I don't want to piss you off by being constructive when I'm I'm genuinely trying to help. Um and and that clarifying the like the frame. Yeah. I mean, I could just release all of the things that are in my brain. He's like, all right, you need a snack. Let's go. Let's go have Everything a snack and talk about this. Everything can be solved with like getting a snack for sure. Oh, I told my son like earlier, I said, you know, you, I think I read this on Tumblr. You're a houseplant with complex emotions. You need water, food, and sunlight. 
And he, he spent it, a lot of time in the basement and he's like, I'm fine. Like, would you just, you need water, you need sunlight, you need food, fix it. <laughs> Sarah, I will confirm, Sarah's very good. If I rant to her about something, she always say, may I offer a suggestion if yes. you want it? I always ask, may I make a suggestion? Because if you don't want to hear constructive things and you just want to be mad, that's completely okay. And that's like a good thing for everyone to take is like, you know, sometimes people just want to grumble and- you want to help, but it's good to to check with them first to see if they want it. Yeah. So. so my wish for the new year is that as many people as can possible, possibly get vaccinated and boosted. Yes. Please take care of yourself and take care of the people around you. And like Martin said, a more equitable distributions of vaccines would be fucking great. Yeah, I would love that. And I also want people to feel able to take care of themselves and the people around them by doing whatever it is that gives them peace and to not judge themselves for what gives them peace. If what gives you peace is playing video games and eating Ritz crackers, then you should play video games and eat Ritz crackers a lot. A lot of the time, my brain or my body will tell me what it needs. And I have been conditioned to deny my brain and my body the things that it says that it needs. And I've, I've worked really hard to be like, oh, so, um, Witcher is the thing that we're doing now, huh? Okay. All right. You know, um, nothing's on fire. Let's go play video games. But also, I wish for everyone to feel comfortable and welcome to take up the space that they need to be who they are. I spend so much time trying to diminish myself. Like when I edit a podcast, I take myself out so much and I realize, <laughs> no, that's, that's kind of not the point here. I mean, I'm, I'm a good editor, but sometimes I edit me too much. And I think in all things in my life, I need to stop editing me so much. And it can be exhausting, like self-editing yeah. yourself yeah. all the time. So I wish for myself and for everyone to take up the space that they need to be themselves completely. All right, bring me your bad joke. All right, this is the first one that I feel like I've heard you tell before, okay. or it's it's very Sarah-oriented. I love it already. It's great. It's perfect. Bring it. <laughs> How do you track Will Smith in the snow? <laughs> tell me. You follow the fresh prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I feel like you've told it before. I might have. But I love it very much. And then there was another one that's like, um, what does a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What? They're both parasites. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two that I brought with me today. All right. I love it. Okay. So here is my joke. This joke actually comes from a listener named Karen. And... I love it. I have to, I have just said the punchline over and over to the point where every mammal in my house that understands me rolls their eyes, including the dogs. So thank you, Karen, for this joke. It has made my whole friggin' year. What is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Is it is this like a spelling joke? No. What is it? <laughs> what is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Well, people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but people in Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> I will I will just look at my husband and go, Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> oh, my Lord, Sarah. This is the worst, right? Oh. oh. <laughs> 
if any, like, I know there's no video component, but I did just drop my face into my hand. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the visual groan was very audible. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our New Year's episode and the end of 2021 for our podcast. Thank you for being part of the podcast community. Thank you for inviting me into your eardrums each week and for having me keep you company in all the things that you are doing. We will have links to all of the books and all of the YouTube channels and everything we mentioned in the show notes. Never fear. This podcast is brought to you in part by Amazon Music. Since you're listening to this show, I think it's probably safe to say you like listening to podcasts. So heads up, you can find a ton of binge-worthy podcasts, including this one, on Amazon Music. Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to. But Amazon Music isn't just for podcasts. It has music in the name. And they have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. I really like listening to very mellow instrumental music in the evening and when I'm working. And one of my favorite new stations on Amazon Music is their lo-fi hip-hop collection. It's part dreamy and part rhythmic, and it just soothes my brain at the end of the day. And I can listen on my Bluetooth speaker from my phone, from any Alexa device, and on my computer in my office. It's everywhere. For a limited time, new customers can try Amazon Music Unlimited free for three months. No credit card required. Just go to Amazon.com slash Trashy Books. That's Amazon.com slash Trashy Books to try Amazon Music Unlimited free for three months. Amazon.com slash Trashy Books. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Terms apply. Thank you again to Tara, Catherine Sneezy, and Martin for your audio clips. I am so honored to have had you for this episode, and your jokes were absolutely fabulous. Happy New Year. Be safe. And we'll see you next year. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding shows to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Abu Dhabi Doo! <laughs>